Hello and welcome to Season 5 of the Dormick Park Podcast Show. Over the past four seasons, we have featured exciting guests and have trained several new podcast hosts and production technicians who have recorded, edited, and produced the show. This show is a great way to get to know the Dormick family a bit better to help build community. We are your hosts, Emerson and Cheyenne. On today's episode, we're going to feature Mr. Hipwell. Funny, that has taken 45 episodes to finally get him on the show. Yeah, he's always behind the scenes. This episode will be presented a little differently. Mr. Hipwell was a guest on another podcast over a year ago, and we got to special permission to use that interview here. Mr. Hipwell was chatting with podcast host Michaela Leonard, which is Mrs. Leonard's daughter, where he had a conversation about arts and ed- education. This episode will be worth checking out as he will reveal some behind-the-scenes stories and tricks of how our Dharmic music videos are produced. You are going to want to hear this, so let's get started. Hello everyone, and welcome to Arts for Children, the podcast where we discuss the importance of arts in today's children's lives. Today's topic is arts and education. I have a very special guest, Mr. Shane Hipwell. Shane is a grade five teacher at Dormick Park Elementary School. He also helps with arts around the school. Shane, thank you for being on today's show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Shane, how long have you been teaching? I've been teaching 17 years in the Abbotsford School District. Uh, 13 of those years has been at this school at Dormick Park Elementary and teaching grades four and five. I understand that you incorporate arts into your teaching plan. What kind of arts do you share with your students? Um, I came from a fine and performing arts background in university and I've kind of, um, I have a passion for all forms of art. I I was very lucky to, uh, bring a clay kiln to the school. So we do a lot of hands-on three-dimensional art pieces. That's really cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's really good to get kids experiencing, um, things they've never necessarily tried before. Um, but I'm pretty much, um, my passion is in the media and music performing arts. I, um, one of my passions is video editing and sound engineering. And uh, my passion is even in teaching um, language arts and arts and all the different kinds of and social studies, even adding the element of film. So I try to get the kids thinking in shots. So framing up as what they would see on a screen and try to frame it up shot by shot. And uh, if there's an opportunity to have um, another medium to show their work, um, by all means, I always try to bring that gear in. I have about 30 plus guitar guitars uh, sitting in my room. Very lucky. We got those from a grant a few years ago and we don't have a lot of room at our school. So I volunteered to house them and it's been a blessing in disguise because uh, we were able to access them daily. And uh, so it's a lot of fun bringing in the musical element as well. The kids must love that. <laughs> we have a lot of fun and we have a, also a drum set sitting here that was gifted to us from the Devon Clifford Foundation. And uh, we again, we didn't have room and I volunteered to take it. So my room, as you can see, is, is it's quite full um, and it serves a great purpose. Uh, it's also a student work area, but um, we're slowly kids are getting the opportunity to learn the drums, and uh, we just add that to our our daily jam sessions with the guitars. Wow. <laughs> so, with all that being said, have you always incorporated arts into your teaching, or has this just become a recent thing? Um, I, I I've always uh, had some form of arts. I just love collaborating with people. Um, but when I was uh, a starting teacher, I was a teacher on call, and I went to a school, and I was blown away. This was early two thousands, and I saw a, a grade five student editing video 
on a computer. Oh, and I've wow. never seen that up to that point. I just thought it was something that you see in the production world and, you know, and uh, behind the scenes on TV. But uh, this uh, one particular student was, was editing a video, putting uh, crossfades, music, and titles, and uh, just making this presentation look so seamless and easy. And she was, what, 10 years old? 10 I years old. I was blown away. I thought, I got to learn this. So I, yeah, I just took that under my, uh, my time and just started working toward that. And, and then later started applying that as I learned more um, each year. So based off of that student, I guess you would say she has some sort of creative outlet in using her video editing. Do you think it's important that students have that creative outlet? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I just, I'm a firm believer in allowing students the opportunity. They, every student should have that opportunity to, to, to try it. You never know if, if this is something they're going to explore. But I just think it's a really engaging um, medium or outlet to take whatever you're working on, something in um, kind of personal planning or health and careers or um, something in social studies and just to use a um, technological backdrop for, um, to kind of collaborate and work together. I think it's really engaging. I know in the era of YouTube, I mean, you've seen there's quite a few bad YouTube videos oh, out there. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, so in a way, I just kind of want to offer something 21st century kind of learning to kids where they can... Um, kind of apply that creative outlet. And I'm trying to get, like I mentioned earlier about thinking in shots, but planning their video a little more than just turning a camera on and letting it record, but actually, um, you know, giving them the um, understanding that you need not necessarily a great camera, but I mean, a good camera helps, but having the right lighting, having sound, a lot of people don't factor that into their creative outlet as well. And really dressing up the performance and then giving an audience and of course putting things online, you know, your audience base um, definitely increases for sure. So hopefully um, um, kids my, my care in grade five are heading on to middle school and they'll use some of the learning that they've hopefully acquired and apply it and maybe put some new content out there that will impress me, impress me or blow my mind or, you know, it'd be kind of neat to, to see, to see some uh, what my students can do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I dabble a little bit in film editing and stuff mm. with my YouTube videos. And I think seeing what children are able to do nowadays with the editing, I like I'm just learning how to do all this stuff. And I'm talking to all these kids and they're like, oh, yeah, I started that like three years ago. Like I already knew that. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. you're 10 years old. How can that happen? But it's today's society, I guess. Right. Exactly. I mean, people can do this all from their their their, their tablets or their smartphones. But uh yeah, I still still like having a good power horse computer yeah. know, to, to add those elements. So at Dormick Park, there are a lot of children that I know of um, that have behavioral issues um, specifically in, in your class as well as um, my mom's class who also teaches here. Um, and I think, uh, do you think that it's important for them to have performing arts and mm -hmm. do you think it helps them? Yeah, um, absolutely. I can't really think of um, any statistics or a, or a study that comes to mind about, um, you know, relating to behaviorally challenged students. But uh, for me, it's it just comes down to relationships. And um, right from day one, I'm forming relationships with kids. And uh, it, it sure helps, um, you know. Um, bringing in the music, it's engaging. I think a lot of kids, you know, they want to play guitar and they, they, you know, want to rock out for sure. And they really want to learn the drums. They want to be rock stars. They want to be rock stars. And, and um, yeah, you know, just forming the relationships first, I think. And they, when, when my students get to know me, um, you know, they see that I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm very passionate about things that, um, well, that inspire me like music. And so when they see my enthusiasm, my energy, 
um, when we're playing, sometimes I'm jumping around or <laughs> I've witnessed this. He definitely does that. Um, you know, they feed off that. And so we'll actually have a good, you know, a jam session and the energy is just really high, really positive. And, and I think that just, that just, um, I, I find our relationships closer for adding that element. I mean, I remember this kid uh, a couple years ago, he's walking down the hall and uh, we just happen to be jamming and he's looking in the window and I find out after he's like, Oh, I really wish I could be a Mr. Impulse class. Well, I just said, like, well, buddy, yeah, we're rocking. We're having a good time. We were just doing math like five minutes ago before you peeked into the classroom. And, you know, so for me, I find um, with behavior, you know, it's, you know, we're here for what, six hours a day. I mean, we're not doing math for six hours a day. You know, there's a lot of different subject areas. You know, being a generalist teacher, I love it. I guess I can, you know, our, my, I'm not locked down to a, a specific schedule. And, um, you know, I just love that we can, you know, we'll be doing, we'll be doing some, some core work. And then all of a sudden we, we break, we do a jam break and we yeah. break up for five, five, 10 minute jam. And then, you know, and cha- like some, some classrooms will do a body movement break, a brain break of some, some sort. And for my case, we'll do something musical. And, uh, I find that it just works for our transitions into the next thing. Yeah. Well, and also with the jam sessions, I, anybody who knows Dormick Park knows about your incredible music videos that you guys <laughs> put out in, in the past several years. Um, <laughs> as I know you are part of the behind the scenes team that put these together can you tell us about the ideas and how those music kit videos came to be? Yeah, I just I had a very supportive administrator years back, uh, Lisa Lanchberry. She just was uh, saw my passion and she she said, "Well, why are you not doing this more?" <laughs> and so just uh, encouraging and uh, um, we we put together a few staff videos for say Christmas or something. And I think kids like to see their, their teachers and the staff kind of, you know, goofing around singing or whatever. Of course they do. So we did, I think the first video we did was a carpool karaoke and uh, it was quite, quite funny. And then we, we followed up with something in the spring with uh, what do teachers do after hours? And we did this whole fun kind of, you know, we're racing chairs down the hall with actual teachers in the chairs. And (laughs) that sounds like so much fun to film. (laughs) We had a lot of fun. We brought in a drone and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun, a lot of, um, a lot of enthusiasm. And so that was kind of the start of it, but I had this idea, um, a really popular YouTube uh, series um, called Play for Change, and it's about um, these guys will go around the world, they'll actually fly to different countries and they'll f- bring their gear with them and set up these microphones and cameras on the street corners and film street musicians playing a whole variety of different instruments, like really good musicians. Oh, wow. And there's a, a series, I, mean, I know there's a compilation album that came out, but anyway, at the time, there was a song, you know, Stand By Me, that song, and they just had it starting track by track, and the, all the street musicians would have headphones on, and they'd be playing to, to somebody, and then they would actually, um, kind of, the song would just evolve with all these amazing different cultures and musical instruments all playing the same song. It was amazing. So I had this vision of actually doing something with Dormick Park and our feeder schools with Abby Mill and Abby Senior, I thought it'd be kind of neat to actually touch base with some of our former Dormick students who are now all the way up into into grade 11 and 12 who still play music in some form. And and I actually touched base with a few of them and said, hey, would you be interested in doing a song, kind of like a collaboration where we kind of copy that idea where, you know, they're just on location somewhere and we kind of put their name and credit. Um, we tried that, but it, it turned into a bigger task than what it, what, um, once we started exploring and trying to organize people's schedules, it wasn't working too well. So that was the inspiration. So the choir happened to be singing a Bruno Mars song, Count On Me, and it was going really well. I think we went to a, a festival with that, with that song, got some really good feedback from an adjudicator. And we thought, well, we know the song really well. Let's, what if we did this song? And, but we brought in students from all over the school and we, um, teach, teach them how to play 
certain instruments. So our school is chalk blocked full of, of instruments. We have glockenspiels and all these per- percussion um, instruments. And we thought, well, let's let's try and teach some of these uh, kids how to play these, and we'll see if we can add that onto the song. I think we even had a teacher that played the cello. And, yeah, you did. Yeah, we just anybody that could play something, we 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 tried to record them, and and we taught kids how to play. And a one kid, one guy, Matt, he's in grade nine now. He learned learned the electric guitar and 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 uh, learned the four chords that he needed. Just picked and, it up, just like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun that we had that vision we kind of wanted to do that where we were kind of on location but um that was that was i have to say my my favorite um process because it involved the whole school it was it was such a neat thing now i'll let you in on a little secret of what we do um this is exclusive so um don't tell anybody no okay okay our videos we've had a lot of fun with them but um being a sound guy i really value good production and so um, what we do, is I have a mixing board in the classroom, some good quality microphones. And so uh, we actually capture the audio here in the classroom or what they do in the studio. And they would capture the audio first, work on it, mix it, EQ it, master it, finish the audio track first, and then we'll do the video. So that Count On Me audio track started in January in uh, my colleague Kale Standage's classroom with a, with a guitar, a small mixer, a click track, some headphones, and we started. So everything that we did on that, that song was built starting with Kale's guitar. Wow. And then we just added layer upon layer, and then we added almost a bit too much, so we had to start taking some things off until we were happy with the actual mix. And then we, I think we filmed the video in May, and it was like a beautiful hot week of weather, and so we took the cameras outside and uh, just sort of threw some microphones and, and headphones for kind of staged a little bit, and uh, that that went really, really well. I think that was really, really good because you can hear all the instruments being played rather than recording that audio live. We've done a little bit of that, but I think you have a bit more control um, that way. So a little bit of a secret. We've kind of taken that into another series we did the year after called Toonie Tuesday. And we, we came up with this idea, Kale and I, to actually have a video every week. So some of them were very week. raw, yeah, it was a bit ambitious, I think, but it was, um, you know, we started with some, sometimes just something that was going on in a classroom that was really raw. And then we started dressing it up a little bit again, doing the audio beforehand and then taking the, the cameras outside and uh, capturing, capture, capturing the quality there. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's a bit of the secrets to our Dormant Park videos. Well, thank you for the secrets. You're welcome. So with all of these concepts, do the students help come up with them or is it just the teachers who kind of? Um, I think it's a bit of both. Um, we did a song called uh, See You Again. Who's that by again? Uh, Kofla. Kof, oh. Oh, Wiz, Wiz, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz, yeah, there you go. Wiz yeah. Khalifa. And it was a really popular song a few years back. And um, I just, I, I like to play music in my classroom all the time and while they're working. And that song happened to come on. And this particular class knew that song really well. And they started just singing along and singing along well. And I just remember stopping saying, wow, man, you guys sound great just the magic so of singing it was, and I, I was gonna say we should almost add that as a toonie tuesday uh song but we actually ended up including the whole school on that and uh that was that was a lot of fun that was uh, a really good um good kind of collaborative and that just came from the kids actually just uh, the song just happened to come on and they sang it and that was a really uh, good one as well too another girl by the name of ava did this song by serena Ryder, and she um i kind of had this version i thought hey what let's see how you sound you, just, you hear them singing i thought well what would it sound like if you we put a microphone on you and, and slap a pair of headphones on and you know and I think one of the highlights for me doing this doing this is working with the kids is like 
recreating a studio effect where they're they got the backtrack in their head they hear their voice with reverb and it's just, it just sounds amazing and you just see their eyes just light up like wow you know oh we made a mistake all right let's back up let's take it again and they're so getting this, to hear that yeah studio kind well, of and, thing. and ava had this blues voice that nobody knew of and she just just as soon as she belted out people were just and people went crazy about that on facebook if you guys haven't heard of the, heard that song you should listen to it because it's fantastic <laughs> it's called sing 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 yeah um yeah the kids kind of do that we we, we you know we hear people and we say hey what do we need to put these two kids together or these three or this quartet or this group and try lay down some tracks and one year we did a song by um fire oh, fireflies by all city and we thought well instead of doing the techno version let's make our own version we did an acoustic one i believe and you were part of that i was the, vi- the vision too and um we had these two great kids that sang it in grade four we loved it it was essentially the song was done we're like okay well let's make plans we'll, we'll work on the video absolutely done 100 percent done <laughs> we were coming up with a video concept and then we moved on to something else as we do and we uh we kind of that project got shelved for like an entire calendar year and it went by and we uh we th- i remember like coming across go, oh man this was really good we got to do something these guys are going to move on to middle school we should actually like finish this put this out there but as we listened to it, we realized that their voices were um grade four and they're now grade five they're a whole year older they sound different so we thought well you know what let's let's re-record your vocals and we did and and we actually added some harmony to it and uh, that was a lot of fun and, and create so so I, I see this as a collaboration we have ideas but i'm now because we've been doing this i have kids come and come hey can we try this song can we try this song and so um i'm i'm always like yeah a big advocate for sure let's let's give this a try you never know I'm game. Let's do it. Yeah, I did so much fun. I mean, th- when you're in a job that you love, which is well, I love teaching. I love teaching every all subjects, but to actually be creative in your job each day like this, oh man, it's it's great. So you can see I'm I'm really like lit up right now. I'm really jacked up on talking about this, and so you can imagine my my students feed off on that too, and so the energy gets gets really intense. So um, yeah, a lot of fun. That's for sure, awesome. So. so we've been talking a lot about your students, but we have a little bit of a treat. For for our listeners today, we have a clip of some of the students of Dormick Park performing their cover of Bruno Mars's song, Count On Me. You can find all of the music videos on Shane's YouTube channel, Shane Hipwell. And ladies and gentlemen, the students of Dormick Park. If you toss and then you turn and you just can't fall asleep, I'll sing a song beside you. And if you ever forget how much you really mean to me Every day I will remind you of Find out what we're made of When we are called to help our friends in need You can't count on me like one, two, three 
Wow, what incredible voices your students have. <laughs> Thank you. I think the lead singer, she was in grade three. That's a grade three voice. Yeah, she yeah. must have been. Yeah, and she, um, I remember I was in the gym doing a basketball practice and I remember my principal and your mom came barging in and then, like I was in the middle of coaching a drill or something and they're like, Mr. Apple, stop, stop. You got, come here for a second. I'm like, all right, hang on, everyone. <laughs> I step out of the hall and, and, and here's the student and they're like, quick, quick, sing for him. Go, go. And she just starts singing the line. And I think, I think we found our soloist. It was, it was really, really awesome. I so. remember my mom coming home and telling me about it and just being like, we didn't even know she could sing. And then yeah. she opened her mouth and she yeah. could sing this amazing voice came out of her. Yeah. Exactly. And now that kids coming up, they're, they're seeing kind of what the projects we do. And they're, now they're letting me know that, hey, I can sing. I, I'd like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So I also understand that Dormick Park has a podcast that is completely run by the students. Mm-hmm. Was it important to you to have the students create, record, and edit the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the podcast show started with uh, me just reading with kids and just listening to them read out loud. And there was this one particular class that I, I, I started laughing, not at them, but the, their voices were just perfect. They they were different. And we were reading this novel and they, they were just reading as they would. And one boy in particular just had this really unique voice and it was so fluent, so accurate, so um, just so engaging and expressive to listen to. And so I, I, I kind of stopped and said, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you guys. You guys sound amazing. It's almost like you guys should be on a podcast. And they're all like, yeah, we should, we should. And so then they're like, hey, yeah, about that podcast. So I thought, oh, I should probably learn how to do a podcast. So I ended up um, giving it to them. Now, the idea for them to entirely produce it and run it, of course, I'm guiding them away in the back scenes. It's When you listen to the show, I mean, there's no adults. Um, the only adults in it are the guests and the students. Um, you know, they, they, they write the question lines they, and they, they're behind the scenes editing and, and recording, setting up microphones. So we don't just put a recorder in there. We're actually using real quality microphones, a mixer. We're importing into a big Mac computer and there's a bit of post-production that has to happen. But a few years ago, we did some videos when the new curriculum landed in BC. Yep. And we have um, five core competencies at the time. They were um, um, communication was one of them. And um, I remember we did a bunch of series of videos that we um, put out there. We were, we wanted to educate our parents about the new curriculum. And these videos that we we filmed were entirely student based. So there was a lot of language in that video that kids. I know this one grade two girl had to memorize um, some really technical words. I remember even reading the core competencies <laughs> and thinking, I can't even yeah. say those. Yeah, yeah, the I can statements. They were great. And so they spoke to the camera and they they showed how to show or how they demonstrated those core competencies in their classroom. You never once saw an adult <laughs> in any of these videos. And so we ended up putting them out there and um, with the power of social media and Twitter hashtags, we ended up putting them out there on Twitter and we had a big, they actually went all over the world and we tracked them and we had university for professors commenting on them and I just I can't believe this they're just it's all driven by the kids like and so that was a really unique um, opportunity that put something kind of new out there rather than just a talking head to the camera it was all done through the eyes of the kids and so this show needed to be just that and so it was really neat to get the kids um, you know they we you know I would of course line up guests you know we had some uh, we had actual radio DJ on the show Curtis Pope from Country 107 oh very cool it was great and a lot of fun and we've had um, you know we we got our school had a facelift done with a new new siding so i brought in the zach and his uh, construction crew we interviewed them about life and construction how do you get into that you know it's a good uh, kind of show and tell of, to the kids you know we had a registered nurse a dance um, you were on our show actually I was. Yeah, talking about what well, we were talking over lunch i think about being on the set of super
Supergirl or something. And what, what, what's it like? And you're just like, it was so fascinating. Just, just, um, kind of what, what you have to do. You're walking across the street and the director says cut and you have to freeze and you got to back yourself up and take it again. And I just thought it was really it's interesting. Exactly what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids just to kind of give that opportunity to, to chat. And so a lot of them just, they find their voice and they like to, um, we're, we're going into season four of that podcast show, the Dormick Park podcast show. And so it's, it's available everywhere. It's on, uh, um, you know, Apple podcasts. It's also on Spotify and, and Stitcher and um, Chromecasts and those sorts of things. So if you check out the Dormick Park podcast show, we have, we're just launching into season four, hoping to again, bring on more guests. Um, and one of my, one of my most inspiring guests, I think was uh, somebody um, a principal actually in Michigan. And we actually over like Skype over the internet, we oh, actually wow. interviewed them and some of his students. And it was really neat to do that. We formed a neat relationship there. And uh, it's just to kind of go a little bit international. Getting that outside <laughs> perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat just to try, I'm trying to get more exposure into the classroom too, and just, you know, show the kids what's, what's out there. And then they, they, they're also learning kind of just, you know, we're, we're adults, we're, we're just talking here. There's a question line, but we kind of deviate off it a little bit, trying to get the kids to do the same, you know, just jump off, have that conversation. So it's a bit more fluid rather than just back and forth. Yeah. So little tricks of the trade. And again, something they could use in their careers, um, you know, podcasts. I, I love listening to them. I find them very um, interesting, especially on my drive. I like listening to music, but definitely um, I find my mind while I'm driving <laughs> to be engaged with uh, some good contents and people telling a good story. Putting a nice podcast on while you're driving down the freeway. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I would definitely recommend listening to the podcast. They are absolutely wonderful. Uh, so Shane, I have one more question for you. Mm. And I believe this is a very important question. Do you think children benefit from having fine arts taught at school? Um, absolutely. I mean, I'm a bit biased, but at the same time, I, th- I do believe all students deserve um, an opportunity equal opportunity. I mean, we have kids that are natural athletes, the creative arts for sure. I, I know Google, I think don't they hire um, what part of their requirements. So they, I mean, are, yeah, you're a numbers guy or yeah, you, you're, you're great at coding, but um, they're actually looking for more. Like, do you have a creative side? Do you, are you a musician? Are you an artist? They want presenters. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I think definitely giving people that opportunity for me, I actually sing in a, in a choir out in Chilliwack where I live. And I, I find that every time I leave Wednesday night, I just feel good. And I, and it's funny after I, I, I did this back in high school and then 20 years passed and then I, I joined this again with my wife and I just re- forgot how much I just loved being part of a choral group and so um, something after I, I joined I came across like three different stories two of them were studies that just popped up on my social media feed about um, the the benefits of music and it's more specific singing to your mental health and also to your, your, your well-being, your mental well-being. Um, I also heard a story just after that too. One of my favorite musicians, David Gilmore from Pink Floyd, uh, the guitarist and singer, he, um, sponsored a choir in a prison, um, in the UK and oh, this, wow. this choir would meet every week. And these are people in this choral choral group would actually part of their probation and the rehabilitation into society after they're released would be to join a community choir. And that would be the requirement. And they, actually showed um, that they were much more adjusted, much more happy, happier from, from just doing that and from singing, from being, having that music influence in their lives. And so, yeah, I'm sitting here on the front line in grade five and just the kids just really responding to it. They're begging for it every day. And so we really try to to try to put that in there. So um, yeah, for sure. Just giving them the opportunity. Not all schools have 40 guitars sitting there with a drum set in their classroom. Um, You know, so, you know, it's, it's it's a real privilege and a great opportunity to have that. 
Absolutely. So unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. I would like to thank our incredible guest, Mr. (laughs) Shane Hipwell, for joining us today. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to this episode. If you want to watch some of our music videos from last year's past, visit our Vimeo page, which is linked off of our homepage. Thank you for joining us. Special thank you to Dominic, who's on tech. We are your hosts, Emerson and Cheyenne. Goodbye. Goodbye.